Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. We meet again. How quickly was that then? That last two weeks has flown by, mate. Oh, nuts, eh? I don't know where time goes. Yeah, how's the new job going now? Yeah, good. Busy. (laughs) Very busy. Yeah, hence why the last two weeks has gone so quickly. Yeah, a lot of driving, a lot of driving, getting around a bit. Yeah. I did. I think I did about a thousand k's last week. So, oh yeah, just a few. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. if it makes you feel any better, I'm still on leave at the moment. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back on Sunday though, so yeah, it's going to be a bit of a shock to the system again. But how long have you been off? Three weeks, is it? Yeah, it will be three weeks, about twenty-one days. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it has been good to be fair. So much, you know, so much we've managed to fit in with the kids being the school holidays and that. Yeah. 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 You got away camping, eh? Yeah, we did get away camping. Um, (laughs) I've got a story to share about that, (laughs) actually, (laughs) because when we we moved away from Thames over two years ago now, we sold our good tent. We had a massive tent and we sold it because we just couldn't take it. We didn't have space. It was ripping in one part anyway, and the new the new buyer knew that. But anyway, got rid of the tent, didn't have one, and we thought, well, we love camping. We've got to try and invest in a new tent. So last year, we actually found, what is it, Torpedo 7, I think, we're having a special. And we found a tent for like half price, 50%, so it cost like 450 bucks or something. And it was, an, it was one of those new inflatable tents. It was a bargain. It was a bargain. So it doesn't have poles. It just that the poles in the tent you have to inflate with a high so pressure pump. It's one of those semi rigid inflatables. Mm. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But got to say though, the lesson we've learnt is not to put the inflatable tent up when you have got gusty westerlies, for instance, <laughs> or just gusts in general, because the fucking thing it just went flat and it was actually quite hard to stand up for a bit. Anyway, we waited for the wind to die down a bit and then just put heaps and heaps and heaps of guy ropes up and it was fine for the rest of the trip, but uh, we thought straight away, shit, why did we bother with an inflatable tent if yeah. we're going to go camping when it's when it's windy? Um, so ne- negative on the inflatable tent then? Well, actually it turned out fine. You know, Once the wind died away and we had it all guy roped down and properly secured, it was sweet. But You wouldn't, you know, re- wouldn't recommend it for camping in a storm though? Well, you... I don't know. We, we 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 probably need to go camping in a storm to give you such a review. But uh, it it didn't like the wind. Challenge accepted. Yeah, challenge accepted. It didn't like the wind at the start. Let's just say that much. But once it was properly a guy rope down, the wind died off a little bit. It was good for the three days we were camping. But Sweet. as good as it is to get away with the kids and the wife, it, I I always have been a fan of going camping with friends, you know, so that, that element was missing because we were meant to be going with uh, one of my colleagues from the, the fire brigade and his wife and kids because my wife Dana has actually made friends with her and they're, yep. they're good buddies, they're coffee buddies, gym buddies. And we thought, fuck, let's go away with them. But the weather just turned to shit on the days we were going <laughs> we to go together. So we had to reschedule. But by last week, when we went camping, our friends were then back to work. So, oh, bugger. Yeah. Yep. But I did, I flicked you a text. Though. I said, mate, it's not the same without the burgies here. Nah, that's right. Yeah. It's good. So, you need good camping buddies when you go away. Well, that's it. And... Actually, I even said to Dana, you know, before I sent that text message to you, or after, or whenever it was, uh, I said, so you know what, if the Bergersons ever do come back down here, we can go camping. We've got people we know who have tents that you guys could probably borrow, and, you know, we've got all the camping gear and shit, so we'll make it work. Yeah. I reckon that'd be a go at some point, you know. I'm keen. Yeah. 
We really want to do a decent trip down the South Island at some stage, I think. So much to see in the South Island. I mean, we have talked in the past about getting camper vans, right, and just doing like yeah, a, yeah. a camper van convoy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we could we could still do that in the future. I mean, there's, there's nothing that uh, says we can't. No, that's right. I'm, but anyway. I'm always keen for that. Yeah. You're good. But that's it. Anyway, camping wasn't quite the same, but still enjoyable. Campsite, a little bit old, you know, a little bit old school. Facility yep. is very old school, but you know, sometimes you go camping to get away from those luxuries. Yeah, um, yeah. But certainly, <clears throat> probably wouldn't go back to that campsite. We'll go back to another one that we quite like next time. So at least we've experienced it now. And the I feel playground. Like these new campsites, eh? Like even when we went to Carapiro, they um, the campsites. I think ours was six meters by seven meters or six by eight. Mm. That was it. You had to fit your tent, you boat. <laughs> Everything on that site. So by the time we put our massive tent up, there's bugger all room left. And I think everyone's just got into a habit of parking on the edge of the road. Oh, yeah. Campsite with their boats and that. So everyone was kind of doing that, which was good. But some of these sites nowadays, eh, they're like, gee, just, it's like a cash cow. They're just trying to get as much money oh, out of it as they can because the sites are tiny. Yeah, they, they rake it in too. Uh, this is the good thing, actually, because we bought, Dana bought a new car last year. She went from a, quite a small car to a slightly bigger car. And it was great as a windbreak for the tent actually so it was, it was good <laughs> yeah you yeah. were good as that <laughs> yeah so we managed to fit the car and the tents on the uh and the gazebo on the on the one site so quite sizable sites which was good anyway let's get this episode underway i've got my cup of tea today i'm not on the beers tonight as you can see same i had mm. enough of those on the weekend cool. let's see all <laughs> oh, right okay we need to dig deeper into that all right two three four five down the tools up the mic a tree guy a radio guy Two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh- We're R&B, and Andy G. And this is Tradio, Tradio. And it's episode 36. Jeez, mate, 36. But it should be episode almost, 37. It's almost catching up to my age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a point. Jeez, stop saying that shit. Um, but it should, have, it should have been episode 37 because I forgot to do an episode at Christmas, if you remember. So we are sort that's of right. unofficially I'm going to hold that against you forever now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you, you said you were out drinking on the weekend, were you? What did you get up to? Well, yeah, we went to a wedding. I haven't oh. been to a wedding in years. We got invited to a, a work colleague of my wife's wedding. Oh, yeah. a long-term man, so it was, a, and it was actually a really cool wedding. It was really good, but um, we proceeded to drink lots and lots and lots of beer sitting in the hot sun, yeah. and that doesn't <laughs> tend to end very well. So thought you would have fucking learned. So if you can see my face in the picture in the in here, can you have a look? Can you see the? Oh, there you go. It's a nice angle. Can you see the redness? Oh, I can just make it out, yeah. (laughs) See how I look red? (laughs) That's sunburn. Oh, dear. (laughs) I did not take a hat and I didn't put sunscreen on. Oh. In your lessons, boys and girls. Jeepers. I, um, yeah, I wasn't the only one. There was a few. We all looked like lobsters by the end of the night. If only somebody (laughs) could develop a beer that actually works as a sunscreen as well, you'd be onto a winner, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Might taste a bit rough, but. (laughs) Yeah, and a beer that hydrates while you're at it. It would just yeah, be it would I, be an absolute winner. <laughs> every time I felt thirsty, I drank another beer, and it didn't make me feel any better, so I drank another one, thinking that that would help, and then I probably had another one. 
yeah. and then it still didn't help. And then by the 10th beer, you'd forgotten exactly why you started drinking in the first place. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Actually, it's ironic. I think we did have this conversation. You mentioned you were going to a wedding, but um, I've got my brother-in-law's wedding this Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah, and they were they were meant to have a band playing, a uh, friend yeah. of theirs, but they, unfortunately they had a, um, I think they might have had a better deal for the band, so they went there. They've basically said, sorry, can't do it. We're going to do this other gig, and uh, yeah, my sister-in-law to be, she said, Andy, can you please do the music? I was like, <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, I spent most of today uh, putting together what I think is a pretty solid playlist, so. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. So <laughs> you got dropped in the deep, deep end. Yeah. Well, the good the good thing is though is that I've got quite a catalogue of music anyway, so it made life pretty easy. Many years ago, I think I I used to DJ a fair bit, and that sort of stopped around 2007, sort of party DJing yep. as opposed to the radio. But I had a good yeah. back catalogue of music. I had, I had heaps and heaps of songs that work well at weddings, you know, like you Come On Eileen and Poor Woman. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, you've got to play that one, haven't you? Uh, yeah. ju- you know, Jump Around. You got So there's some bangers in there anyway. And um, anyway, I think I've got a good list together. So I'm catching up with her tomorrow to go through the list I've put together. And uh, hopefully we'll be good. I managed to get about five hours worth of stuff together. So... That's the, good, eh? The biggest job, though, was actually going through all of the tracks and like editing each one by one to take the silence off the start and the end because a lot of them have silence. Yeah. And obviously... And making sure there's no swear words? Well, <laughs> yeah, the odd one's okay. I think I think there's only a couple of songs with swear words in it, but I've got to be careful, though, because I think there's a few religious people in this uh, this wedding party. You don't um, want any, like, sepulchre or anything or, like, you know, death metal. No. No, there's none of that. <laughs> there's, your, there's your typical dance hits anyway. And uh, I think it's a pretty solid playlist. Um, but, yeah, to take all the silence off the start and the end of a lot of the tracks, so I had to go through every single one of them, which took the most time, because it's just going to run like a jukebox. I'm not actually DJing oh, yeah. it. I've yeah. just put a playlist together that works on Windows Media Player, taking the silence off, because, you know, when you're on the dance floor and it goes quiet all of a sudden. It's you very, feel like a right twat. Very, <laughs> very awkward. So anyway, yeah. sorted that. So that was the biggest job. Anyway, ready to go. She's going to have a listen tomorrow night. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, she's happy with it. And then I can just be like, here you go. You take it. It's yours. <laughs> it's all yours. But anyway, yeah. So no, yeah, these, these guys had these guys had a, uh, a live band, which was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, one, I don't know. If anyone's listening and they've heard of a band called The Weirdly Stuffed Animals and you've you've seen them play, you'll know what I'm talking about. They are flipping awesome. The Weirdly Stuffed Animals, that's brilliant. That, that's the name of the band, Weirdly Stuffed Animals. Yeah. And uh, they play all your, like you said, all your, all your classics of the dance, pub tunes, yeah. and that sort of stuff, and a bit of new stuff, you know. But as musicians, they're actually really talented. Like their lead guitarist is incredible, you know. Oh, that's good. So we had a ball, man. They were an awesome band. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like, you know, you and I being musos, if I'm ever watching live music, sometimes I'm not concentrating on the concert, I'm watching the musician who plays the instrument that I like. Yeah, so yeah. I bet you were sitting there <laughs> watching that guitarist all night, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> he noticed too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck, that guy's still looking at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just weirdo. <laughs> Slipping away love note. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've and the funny been... thing is, they, he, I think he might have recognised me because I've seen them. We had they they played at a friend's fiftieth only a couple of months ago. Yeah, and Erin uh, and I went to that, and uh, we had a 
had a good uh, dance to them then, and we were right at the front and that with them, eh? And they were flipping awesome then. So I think he might have might have gone, oh god, not this, not this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> There's that fucking fanboy from the last concert. <laughs> <laughs> Did you throw your knickers at him? <laughs> oh, I'm getting too old. I can't get them off fast enough. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's cool, man. I do like the live music at weddings, to be fair. Eh? But you've got to have the right band to really get the atmosphere. Because yeah. eh? there's nothing worse than being in a band. And I've seen it. I haven't been in the band, but I've been at a wedding where no one got up to dance because the band just wasn't getting the crowd going. And it just can be very yeah. awkward. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to hear that, eh? The sounds of silence. <laughs> so yeah. I'm go up, I you, go, you don't yeah. you suddenly don't want to be at a wedding, the music stops and you're just like <laughs> Have you heard the story about Waiheke Island? Um there is a Waiheke resident who was fed up after being tormented by mysterious sausages in their mailbox. And it's been <laughs> I heard believe it or not, I heard this story today. Yeah. <laughs> it's been happening for almost a year. So the whole Waiheke Island community are trying to figure out who the fuck this person is. And they're trying to <laughs> trying to call themselves the Surfdale Sausager. Um, but it's just it's not like they're just dropping sausages, like packs of sausages. It's actually cooked sausage wrapped in buttered bread with sauce on it, and someone is leaving one in people's mailboxes. And apparently <laughs> it happens at least once a month at the very bare minimum, according to the person who is the lead uh, the, the lead in the story here. Uh, when it first happened, he thought it was probably just some drunk person who had misplaced their dinner. And you can kind of <laughs> write it off the first time it happens. But this person quotes that it happened again and again to the point where I messaged my friends thinking they were playing a joke on me and then all, <laughs> and then all of them had photos of sausages in their letterboxes. That was when I knew it was a serious problem. Uh, Cereal sausager. Yeah, but ironic how this one group of friends all had sausages put in their mailboxes. It must be someone known to them, eh? Yeah, it's probably one of their friends. Yeah. Here's the Someone kicker. Here's the kicker for you though at the end of the story. Is that you know the mad butcher, Sir Peter Leach? Ah the fucking yeah. mad butcher. Blah, blah, blah. He is a Waiheke resident. He says <laughs> he says that he's never heard of these incidents and has yet to be targeted himself. Uh. Now surely and those are fighting words, eh? Surely yeah. he would be the one that they should target. You know, because it's quite topical that he's one of the most famous butchers in New Zealand. Or he's the culprit. He'll be the culprit. <laughs> He'll be the one. Yo, mate. Yo, mate, the mad butcher. Mad as a cut snake. <laughs> <laughs> Putting sausages in your litter box for the last month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he is ageing a bit. He's probably got a bit of dementia or something. Oh, I know he's been through shit though, eh? Like he's had cancer, and I, I you know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's not been well. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's an absolute legend, and maybe he's just trying to fill his. I mean, because he has quite, he sold the business, didn't he? At least he's got a sense of humour if it's him, though. <laughs> that's uh, that's brilliant, <laughs> eh? That's that's just one awesome way to stay relevant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did hear that story today on the radio, eh? And as I was listening, I was cracking up laughing. <laughs> You've got a smart TV, haven't you? Yes. Don't know exactly how smart. I haven't asked it. Because <laughs> um, I know it's one of those TVs that you can you can talk to and it listens to your voice and does searches and has YouTube and all that kind of stuff built into it. Would you yeah. Would you recommend a TV like that to anyone who wanted to buy one? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't really ever use that function. You just use the remote. If you're really lazy and you don't even want to lift your arms, then you just yell at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> you have to still push the button on the remote. That's the funny thing. Yeah, it's got uh, a, like, a little, like a little microphone in there. You push the little microphone, then the TV's listening, and you go, Oi, TV, YouTube. And it goes to YouTube. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you can be lazy. You don't have to say, please open YouTube. You're just saying, YouTube. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> YouTube. Um, the reason why I ask is because I've got the kids pestering us to buy a new TV at the moment because the one that we've got, which I bought from 100% Browns in Thames four, four years ago, maybe. Yeah, the fucking thing is, it's all blue now. I've got no colour. Um, oh. Yeah, it's it's. You a, know what you should do? What's I've got that? a trick for a little trick for you. Go ahead. Let your littlest kid get a hold of like a hammer <laughs> or something and tell them to go and whack the TV with it. Or you go and do it and then hand them the hammer and then ring your insurance company and tell them they whacked it. <laughs> new tv <laughs> I, I don't know whether or not to keep- i know someone who's been through two tvs because of their kids so. I, I don't know uh if i should keep that in the podcast if i was to and believe it or not thing. believe it or not that's how we got our new tv because blake had just taken up hockey oh yes so he was in the lounge i don't know if i told you and i was sitting out on the deck and i could hear him whacking the ball around inside and i said to him don't you hit anything with that thing i said you should be hitting that round outside oh i didn't think dad as per usual. And then about five minutes later, I hear this big crack. And I was like, what was that? And he goes, nothing. And then it was about an hour or two later when my missus went to turn the TV on. Big round circle in the middle of all the cracks running out from it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, uh-oh, sprung. <laughs> yeah, no, so you know like the pack and save ads on TV are just yellow. On my yep. TV, they're just Blue. You can't Must be an ad for placemakers or something. You blue. can't decipher. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, the stick man's gone blue this week. I'd pack and save. <laughs> um, but you just can't decipher any colours at all. The whole thing's blue. The kids are bugging me to get a new TV. <laughs> and it's like the um the warehouse is selling these pretty neat looking uh what are they like, sixty sixty eight inch or something, maybe bigger. And the brand is called Vion. Vion TVs, yeah. yeah, and I've heard they're pretty good, but yeah, they're like probably not, probably not bad. They're all, I think, they're all pretty much made in the same factory nowadays, aren't they? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but here's the thing: is like they're like eight hundred dollars to a thousand bucks, which isn't too bad in the grand scheme because the TV I do have now is is quite is small now. It was big when I yep. got it, but it seems to have shrunk over the years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, I paid a thousand for that. But um, I, I guess in some respects, you know, we, we're holding on to that TV until it really shits itself because, you know, we don't have that kind of money just sitting around at the moment for that. I thought yeah. it had already. I thought it just did shit itself. Well, we're going to deal with the blue until it fucking completely carks it at this stage. So just you're watching, like, Blue Man Group, that sort of stuff, the song? <laughs> yeah. I'm blue, da da Yeah. all those videos. on it at the moment. Strangely, all those videos are, like, the perfect colour for the TV. But, um... And this here is the ocean. <laughs> yeah. David Attenborough stuff. Yeah. And this <laughs> is the ocean. It's blue in colour. Um, anyway, the point I'm making is is that I can find the money, but I'm thinking, should I sell, and I need, your, I need your thoughts on this, should I sell the electric drum kit that I bought three or four months ago? <laughs> because I was drunk when I bought it. 
It was, <laughs> and that that cost me a thousand dollars. I know that now I'm not going to make a thousand dollars back selling it. Um, I'm I'm never going to. I don't think I'm going to be in a band anytime soon. I was thinking maybe doing some well, recording, but I'm not. How much do you want for it? Maybe you know eight hundred bucks or nearest offer, because it's yeah. still new. Um, I'm just I'm wondering whether it would be worth me buying it off you for Blake. Oh, yeah. I have been thinking about getting him a drum kit or something, but maybe an electric one might be better. I don't know. Yeah, don't I'm know. still I'm still in two minds over it um, because I'll probably sell it and be like, "Fuck, I actually do need it for something," and it's good to good to play on every now and again. But um, you still got your weighted keyboard and stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah, still got all that. I'll never sell that. Um, yeah. And I've got the guitar as well, which I've been spending a lot of time on lately. I'm starting to get my head around chords now, eh? Uh, which is nice. Takes a bit of time, eh? Get your head yeah, around it all. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> so we're dealing with a blue TV. Do I sell my drum kit or not to be able to buy a new one? I'm still in two. Yeah, uh, thinking about it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. What's it going to cost you to replace it? You know, that's the thing you look at. If it's that new and you're going to lose money on it, is it worth selling? You might as well, yeah. might as well hang on. You don't have to watch TV. Tell the kids to read a book. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're all fucking nose deep in our devices these days anyway. Maybe we'll just get rid of the TV and not have one again. Yeah. If you want to watch a movie, just put it on the laptop. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just put a, I don't know, a photo up where the TV was or something. A photo of the TV. <laughs> yeah, put a photo of the TV up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's modern art. What is it? Does it work? No, it's just a photo of the TV. <laughs> Went to a house fire on Sunday morning. Yeah? Yeah, first one in a while. So about four past two on Sunday morning, the old phone went, the old alarm went off the phone and uh, straight out the door got to the fire station and it was a 50-minute drive to get there under lights and Gee. sirens. It yeah. was... You know, right out on the Banks Peninsula, which is the little pokey out bit on the side of Christchurch in the South Island there. Uh, it was yep. a little secluded place, uh, just, well, near Akaroa, which um, is just on the pretty much the eastern side of that peninsula. Do they not have any fire brigades way out there? Well, they do. We were out there with the Akaroa crew, and we had the Little River crew as well, but the, the house oh. fire required all of those appliances. Yeah. Um, so it was quite a big one. Uh, two-story house went up, unfortunately. Uh, still under investigation, but uh, that's that's for them to know. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a big one. I was I was actually on the tanker, so there's yeah. only two of us that can ride on the tanker. But obviously, being such a you know a rural community, the tankers are normally attached to those because you know we have thousands of liters of water and there's not many uh, hydrants around in those places. But uh, yeah, to fill up the uh, tanker once we were empty. We swapped out with another tanker that was full, and we'd go down the hill and we'd draft water out of the uh, the river at the bottom of the hill, and then fill up, and then go back and replace the other tanker while they went back down and filled up. It's quite a quite a cool operation. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, a lot of water. Got home at seven o'clock that morning, so we'd been away for five hours. That's including uh, the travel either way. Yeah, put a fair bit of water on it, but uh, you know, my heart goes out to the homeowners. I mean, devastating losing everything to a fire. They get out in time. Yeah, they did. Um, here's the funny thing. Um, well, it's not funny. It's it's quite a good thing in a way. They had smoke alarms, which is brilliant, but they actually woke up to the sound of the deck on fire, so yeah. they managed to get out of the house before the smoke alarms had gone off because the smoke hadn't quite made its way in yet. And about an hour after the house had started burning, we were there by then, 
and I was walking around the back of the house and I could still hear the smoke alarm going off inside this pile of burning wood. Um, oh, yeah. The house was nothingness. This fire had been absolutely tearing and I could still yep. hear the smoke alarm going off in the middle of it. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, though, there was a bit of scaffolding at the front of the house as well and the homeowner had been painting his house the day before it burnt down. So, um, yeah, a lot of work. Oh, you'd, you'd a, lot gutted, of, you? a lot of work went to waste, unfortunately. But, uh, <clears throat> Did I tell you about old, old uh, Yep Yep down the road here? Uh, you mentioned something about his house. Yeah, his, uh, his was a batch burning down, eh? Yeah, his blooming batch caught fire, and that was the same thing. He sort of he woke up not to the smoke alarms, but just to the sound of this crackling sound outside. For the benefit of those that yeah. didn't hear the story in a previous episode, here it is for you. My assumption there is that you call him Yap Yap because he likes a good yap. Yeah, he does. I, I got a good story about him, mate, from today. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's funny you bring him up. He's I was such leaving a good the house. I was leaving the house today about, well, it must have been about quarter to three, 20 to three. Got in the driveway and I noticed he was sitting out on the uh, little step out the front of his house mm. and he sort of waved out to me and I thought, I haven't said hello for a while. So I kind of slowly, I went the window down and slowly drove past and he, and he gets up from his seat and he hey, was, how you going? He, he was waiting for you. the side of the road. He was sort of waiting. He comes over and he's leaning in the window, chatting away for bloody ages. In the finish, I had to turn the ute off. <laughs> <laughs> for so long, and we ended up talking for freaking ages, eh? and I couldn't shut him up in the end. And um, <laughs> actually, there's a bit of bad news to go with his story as well. You'll appreciate this. He had a little batch at a little bay up along the Coromandel Peninsula here, mm. and uh, they've been him and his missus. They've got no kids. They've been working on it for years. They just, you know, they love going away for the weekends, and he loves his fishing and that. And uh, last weekend. Yeah, on the weekend, just gone. They uh, were up there, and he was lying in bed, and he heard this bang, like a big bang outside, and he thought, what the hell, you know, and he heard a couple more big bangs, and he thought, what the hell's going on? So he got up, and he thought, oh, I've left the bloody light on in the garage because the garage is kind of semi-attached to the little other garage, modified skyline garage thing they had. Yeah. And the bloody shed was on fire. No. Fully engulfed in flames. So he was like, shit. So they jumped up. They had a couple of fire extinguishers there. So they, they extinct, like, emptied the fire extinguishers onto it. It didn't make much difference. Yeah. And uh, they had no choice in the end but to get out what they could as quickly as they could and, oh, and get the ute away. And, and it actually engulfed the shed as well and burnt the whole freaking lot to the ground. They lost everything. And the fire brigade oh. from up that way got there in time to just stop the bush around the house catching because it's down in a gully. Oh, how far away <laughs> How far away is this out. from Thames? Well, I'll be an hour and a bit up the coast. So there's a, there is a very small fire brigade way up the top of the peninsula there, and they, they got there just in time. So so is that Colville? I think it was Colville Brigade, yeah. They got there just in time Fuck. to help put the bush out. So oh, shit. He managed to get his ute and his trailer away from the from the fire he went to get his tractor which was right next to the shed and that got caught as well and got engulfed and he lost that as well so he was insured though hopefully bugger. yeah he was insured it's all insured but he oh. was just gutted because it's not the point though, though is it right right heading into summer you know so oh. i was planning on going up there for the summer and so i felt a bit sorry for the poor old bugger to be honest yeah i'm he's, gutted uh, he's for a good him. guy you know he, like, he, like, he does love a yarn yeah, but it's unfortunate that it happens to anyone, really. I mean, when I was up in Thames, we went to heaps of house fires up there. They don't seem to be a common occurrence around where I am now in Christchurch. It's more of um, like bushfires and car accidents around here. But then probably newer homes down there, maybe. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of old homes around town, though, old wiring yeah. and 
Yeah, yeah, a lot of it's new homes, eh? Uh, what do we do? We, we clocked up 307 call-outs for 2022 down here, uh, which is quite a bit. And um, actually, I, I think Thames is a much busier brigade than the one I'm in now, but um, we, we beat Thames. They, they had a few less, but... To be honest, I actually reckon the fire siren went off less last year here than I'd heard in a long time. Mm. I don't know what it is, but just in the last... On the last couple of days here, probably the last four days, it's gone off heaps. Is it? So, yeah. Yeah, well, we had, we had 15 calls in the bag by, like, the 8th of January. And then the, the crazy thing is, right, is that the siren that goes off in the town that, you you know, like, you've got one there, we've got one here, most, most communities have, uh, that have volunteer fire brigades, uh, is that we recently had 12 days without a call. And, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, obviously... Record, I don't know. I don't actually know. But when I was in Thames, it didn't go off for like three weeks. But the point I'm making is, you know, it's good that no one's obviously in any harm, so we're not required. But I texted one of my colleagues who'd sent a group message out to all of the firefighters to say, look, there's roadworks just up from the fire station at the moment. So if you're responding to the station, be aware that it's stop goes. There's only access through one way. And I, I texted him back personally and I said, hey, thanks for the heads up because that does affect me. But I said to him, geez, it doesn't matter because the siren's been broken for 12 days, as I said sarcastically. Yeah. Got a call out 20 minutes later. And, <laughs> and, you jinxed it. Yeah. And it's just been clusters of calls ever since. And there's this sort of in-house joke that if you say anything like, Oh, the siren's been quiet lately, or the siren hasn't gone off for a while, eh? It's bound to go off within <laughs> minutes yep. of you saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And just just a note, I'm I'm on duty at the moment, so if it goes off halfway through the podcast, you know I'm going to run. You'll be gone. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a little thing, eh? We 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 try not to say the Q word when we're talking about the siren. Yep. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes it does slip out by mistake, you know. Yep. I'm still aiming to be a career firefighter. That's something I still want to go and do, eh? That's sort of... Yeah. last few weeks, I've been hitting the gym fucking hard. Yeah. Because I'm not working on the family farm anymore, so I don't have the physical work. Um, now working at St. John as a 111 call handler, I'm standing at a desk for, you know, 12 hours, four times a week. Yep. So... You know, the old kilos start piling on. So, yeah. Look like Arnie. <laughs> but, yeah, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go hard at the gym, get the fitness up, get my weight down to an acceptable level, which means that I won't have to reach as high a threshold in the fitness test. Yeah. And if I'm stronger at the same time, then that's going to be a win. So I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to work hard at it for six months. Halfway through the year, I'll reapply again and see where we go with it. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I know how you feel. My new job, eh? like whew, like I said last week, probably nearly 1,000 k's driving. That's a lot of time sitting down on your butt. And even when I'm not driving, I usually have to answer emails and phone calls and stuff like that whilst I'm on the road, so i got to pull over. And I reckon the other day I spent about eight hours, 10, eight, to, probably yeah, about eight hours, I guess, sort of on the road, and I actually probably only spent an hour of that actually out of the car, I reckon. Wow. So driving between places and then going in and well, maybe a little bit over an hour, but just 
talking to people briefly, seeing if there's any issues, seeing what they need, and then yeah. on to the next place, you know, and, and it's just like far out. Yeah, and do you notice that, you know, your waste increases, but your bank account decreases because you stop at bakeries and all that kind of shit to buy yeah. your lunch? And Yeah, all the coffee machines have been getting a thrashing from me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's such a bad habit to get an A, especially when, you know, because you've, you've had such a physical job uh, working in the, the the handyman slash building sector, you know, and I've been working on the family farm for just over a year and a half, which was just massively active as well. So, yeah, both of us have now gone into sort of non-active physical jobs. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. a bit of a shock to the system. And the, problem, the problem is, I think, I don't know about yours, but my drinking habit has only curved slightly, so... <laughs> It's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Try, try not to drink anything during the week anymore because I know I'm going to be sitting on my ass all day. So well, I save it for a Friday night. Have a yeah. Few. Well, talking of Friday night, I had a few watching the cricket. Um, the Black Clash, which is you know the cricket, some of the old Black Caps cricket yep. players, and they play some of the old All Blacks and slash rugby players. It's it's a bit of a um, exhibition game, if you like. Eh? Yeah. We went to the fire station to watch that. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't on duty because sure, there was no chance I was going to be driving a fire truck that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I was the same, mate. We we sat and watched it. Saw the old honey badger and all those guys on there. The honey badger was, was terrible. Was, he was fucking. He was a terrible shit. batsman. He was a right bowler. <laughs> a terrible batsman. He was shit. And he I just looked unco as eh? Yeah, I said to some of the crew, I was like, "This dude's going to be great," you know, because he's he's a character. He's a great sportsman. But holy shit, I couldn't believe how bad he was at the crease. It was just terrible. <laughs> It didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> no. But get on him, though. I mean, it's all for charity. Yeah, that no, was good fun. Yeah, we sat, I sat there and had a few beers here and had a couple of wines while we watched it. And yeah. Well, that's tried to it? take it easy because the next night we had a wedding. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> two yeah. nights in a row. Oh, that's where the waistline and the old head gets a bit sore. Um, yeah, but here's the thing: like my wife has no interest in cricket whatsoever, so I couldn't do that. She won't sit with me and watch the cricket. She just can't do it. My wife's a Mad King cricket fan. I only, I only watch it. To, I'll put up with it. Mm. And I watched it the other night because that's like an exhibition match and it's quite funny and quite a bit more fun, you know. Yeah. But I, she could, she's the sort of person who could sit down and watch like a full test match, you know, the big long ones, a few days. She could sit there and watch the whole thing. I'd just I'd start crying halfway <laughs> through a day. I would start crying <laughs> in the first hour. So it's yeah. it's been one hour of play and it's currently two for one. And it's like, oh, yeah. for fuck's well, sake, hurry up. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah, I fucking hate test cricket. I'm sorry. Hate's a strong word, but I just can't do it. Yeah. Have you ever seen that little thing with the uh, that little meme and it's a penguin walking up out of the water and he's like completely strange. He looks like he's just like moping up the beach and it's got, fuck it, I'm going home. That'd be me at a cricket match, eh? I'm fucking done. I'm out. I'm done. Mate, we'll do the dad joke off very soon, but I want to share this uh, something with you that I saw on Facebook recently, and it's actually um, gone quite viral. And it's titled, What are the unspoken rules of New Zealand life? (laughs) Got to share this with you, man, because they're so fucking relatable. Uh, Now, just bear with me, because there are 17 of these. (laughs) So let's discuss So what are the unspoken rules of New Zealand life Number one Obey the aunties Even if they're not your aunties (laughs) Uh, Two If someone raises their eyebrows at you You raise your eyebrows back 
Yep. Otherwise, it's just plain rude. Number three, you're required by law to declare just these things when buying things at a dairy. (laughs) 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 I do that at petrol. I do that at petrol stations actually. Uh, Number four, one must always thank the bus driver. That is a key one. And the taxi driver. And the taxi driver. And what do you say to the taxi driver? Busy night? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I bet you hears that a hundred times a night. Yeah. Number five, never ever pay full price for anything in Briscoe's. (laughs) (laughs) No, because Briscoe's, I mean, when are they not having a sale? I've never seen them out of sale. No. So no. good, so good. The Briscoe's lady, mate, I can just imagine her house must be just laden with Briscoe's shit, eh? Hey? It must be like one of those cluttered, like almost like a hoarder's house, eh? Hey? She'd have that much shit in there. She'd be like, but I got it on the sale. It's a yeah. thing. And she's got, like, she's got like things in fucking things because she's got no space for them. <laughs> uh, number six, when you meet someone at a party, you must find the two degrees of separation between the two of you, or at least ask them if they know James from high school who works in the same company as them. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about New Zealand, eh? What is there, five million people, and there is literally two degrees of separation by a lot of people. Yep, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this applies to anywhere in the world. If you're a Kiwi and you're at a pub in the UK, you will still somehow find your cousin's ex-flatmate there. <laughs> uh, number eight, nod down for strangers and being polite upwards for the bros. Yeah. And believe it or not, I just did that to myself. I <laughs> <laughs> saw so you trying it out. Uh, number nine, children's birthday party tables must and shall feature Cheerios and Fairy Bread. Yep. I might just <laughs> Fairy add, Bread's good. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I might just add there needs to be a lot of tomato sauce there for the Cheerios. Uh, yep. Hundreds and thousands of biscuits are not an acceptable replacement for Fairy Bread, but may be served as well. <laughs> No, I love this one. I do this all the time, but I haven't actually found anyone else that does. Number 10, you must moo at a cow at least once during a road trip. Yep, I do that. <laughs> Ask my wife, she gets pissed off at me doing it. Yeah. I go, <laughs> <laughs> Try and make the moo. The cows yeah. always look. They're like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> it's like a dungy cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that fucking wanker. 11. Say hello to people you walk past on a walking track, but this practice stops the moment you step onto an urban road. (laughs) That's dead right. Yeah. Number 12, always thank the driver who stops for you at a pedestrian crossing. A slight nod and raise the hand. (laughs) Uh, Number 13, on road trips, you must honk going through a tunnel. And if you're a passenger, you must hold your breath over long bridges. My kids do that all the time. <laughs> we got the Rakaia Bridge down here, which is, I think it's just over a K long, K and a half long. I cannot hold my breath over that bridge. I try every time. Uh, <laughs> number 14. If you answer a question, regardless of whether the response is a yes or a no, you have to say a mixture of yeah, nah, yeah a few times. <laughs> yep. Yeah, nah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah. 15. Always assume if you're entering someone's home that it's shoes off unless they say otherwise. Yep. That's um, just being polite, mate. Absolutely. 
<laughs> Number 16, if the server in a restaurant asks you how the food is, you must always politely say it is excellent, even if it's terrible. This is the Kiwi yep. way. <laughs> Usually with a mouthful of food, too, at the time. Um, yes. oh, it's really good. They always come at the most awkward time, don't they? <laughs> you've just started eating and enjoying. You've struck up a good conversation with your partner, and they come along and go, is everything up to standard here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And number 17, and the final one is always blow on the pie. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are like, they must stick them into a nuclear reactor, eh, I reckon, before they put them out in the tray. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because when you go to have them, they just about burn your lips off. Yeah, well, I was talking earlier about uh, going to that house fire out near Akaraa. And as we came back into town, we had to put some diesel in the uh, in the tanker. So we went straight to the local petrol station, which was luckily open. And all the fresh pies were out. So we grabbed a pie each and holy fuck, man, they were hotter than the house fire. <laughs> uh, I've, I've actually just thought of one. I've got one for yeah, you. That's the thing that Kiwis do. They always do this. You always, always, always must wave to the person in the boat going past you whenever entering or going in and out of a harbour. <laughs> yeah. In range, you can you always wave to the other people in the boat. <laughs> True. And oh, never give away your fishing spots. No. That's sacrilege, that is. It is sacrilege. Uh, what's the other one? Oh, yeah. Don't ever indicate when you're driving. <laughs> Don't ever indicate. Yeah. Indicators <laughs> in New Zealand are just for show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we don't have a lot of orange blinker fluid in this country, so people tend not to buy it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what else you could add to that. Anyone who drives faster than you is a wanker, and anyone who drives slower than you is a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One must always speed up at passing lanes, even when you've been driving too slow. Yeah. Um, when driving a Maui camper, the speed limit is 40 kilometres an hour. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. If one's jandal blows out, don't ever buy new jandals. Just find a bread tag. I saw someone do that the other day, believe it or not, and it worked perfectly. Yeah, I've done it to mine. (laughs) Good. Um, You see, How to Dad, who I think would be very cool to get on this podcast, actually, he has released a line of jandals with the bread tag built in. Cool. I like that. Yeah. You can buy them at the warehouse. I think it's very cool. Believe it or not, I know where he is. Uh, He's got a beach house. Ooh. I've seen him a couple of times. I should yeah. actually approach him next time I see him. Just hit him up and say, yeah. we do a podcast. Yeah. Dad's sort of fun podcast thing. Yeah. And I said, oh, just, just, we can get him on, just see if he'd be keen to just come on for, have a yarn for a bit. Yeah, that'd be the go, mate, definitely. Actually, talking to dads, do you want to do the dad joke off? We can do that. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Who's up? I don't know, but I was a bit slack, so I'm going to try and, I've got a couple, but I'll have to find a couple more. It's all right. It's quite funny because this week I am 100% organised. And this week I'm not. <laughs> I've got a couple of government jokes tonight because they're, uh, you know, because of our change of leadership in New Zealand at the moment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, change We're, of leadership. We're uh, going through a current change of people in top positions. Yeah, which was a bit of a shock, actually. I didn't expect that to happen. No, nah, I thought she was going to at least stick around till the next election or something, eh? Yeah. Well, some people said maybe she, maybe she was scared of the potential of losing, but I don't know. I mean, I'm on the fence. Yeah, I don't know what's caused today. She's probably she's probably just had enough. Oh, mate, it's a it's a big responsibility. Her daughter's getting that age, just going to school and stuff. So she probably just wants to get out and Absolutely. spend a bit of time with the family. Don't blame her. Don't blame her at all. Nah. Did you hear about the pigeons that overthrew the government? <laughs> no. They formed a coup. <laughs> <laughs> Cuckoo. <laughs> Do you know someone threw a bottle of mayonnaise at me yesterday? I was like, "What the hell, man?" 
You hear about Joe Biden had a meeting with the cabinet today. He also spoke to a bookcase and argued with the desk. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, my wife asked me if every sentence I speak has to include a vegetable. I said, not necessarily. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, What's the difference between government taxes and your wife? I've no idea. Five years on, the taxes will still suck you dry. <laughs> uh, oh, oh no. Dear. Hope the wives don't listen to this episode. No, they, hopefully they please don't listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the new scratch and sniff book? It's a best smeller. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a vehicle with no fuel in Africa? I don't know. An outer gasker. <laughs> I like that. Why can't you trust an atom? Because they, they make up everything. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. One more oh. for you, mate. So pressure's off, pressure's off. Uh, pressure's off, pressure's off, pressure's off. Oh, there's a lot of lame ones. Mind you, technically speaking, dad jokes are meant to be lame. Yeah, but these are be these aren't even dad joke level. <laughs> <laughs> So one large oil company has announced they're going to start producing fuel out of insect urine. It's going to be called BP. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a goodie. I like that. <laughs> oh. Well, I've always been told in life to give everything 100%. I'm a bit scared for my blood donation this afternoon, though. <laughs> <laughs> dad jokes are bad jokes But actually they're good jokes Because we're dads Radio uh, So you flicked me a text actually After the last podcast Which I realised I rudely didn't answer And uh, yeah, no, you, you said to me Oh, that was a great catch up Hey, don't forget we've got a fishing tournament On the 24th and 25th of March If you're keen And uh, oh, yeah. I didn't respond to that sadly Um but I realised that I have absolutely no leave left and I can't make that, unfortunately, because I'm working. Um, oh, so yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah, I just yeah. wondered whether you're working or not. Oh, well, it doesn't shame. look like we're going to make many of the tournaments anyway, mate, because um, the weather over here has been so bad up here. Like in the mate yeah. Cook's Beach, the, it used to get a nice, nice plateau like that out to a nice beach. It now goes and then it just drops off about one and a half metres cliff to the beach. Serious? And it's, they lost nearly six metres in some places of sand dunes. Fuck. Um, Shit. It's been bad. Like the, and the weather, you, you, there was no way the old man was getting his boat over the bar to take it and do the work on it that it needs doing. So oh, this weekend coming, supposed to be the Shimano stand-up, but. We won't be doing oh, that. So what so your dad can't get his boat out of the out of the normal bar because there's so much sand yeah. there. And there's a lot of sand shift today with all the wind and the rain. It's pushed the sand down the beach onto the bar. Mm. So you can only get out like two to three hours each side of high tide. Oh, that's mad. There's wow. no water left on the bar. Jeepers. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Are they gonna get out and treat it? Or like the Copacabana is bloody closed at night at the moment, eh? Yeah, it was cracking, wasn't it? Yeah, massive crack formed in it. So the, the like the area where it is, if it goes, it would take the entire road out, and there'd be actually nowhere else to put the road because it's like a cliff on that, like a big bank there, and a cliff on that side. Oh, so I know the one. Is that, is, goes, that, is that the cliff where the trucky went off a couple of years ago? No, nah, no, nah, it's it's actually further up. It's about another. It would probably be oh, eight k's up the road further. Nah, okay, up, up 
Oh, you know where the passing lanes are, halfway up on the yep. Tim side? Yeah, yeah, by the helipad. Yeah, by the helipad there, up just up further from there. Oh. Probably in probably five hundred meters up from there. Oh shit. Yeah, that's not good, eh? Yeah, if that road shuts for good, mate, that's that's gonna be a shitter for everyone. Oh, they'd have to fix it, but it'd have to be like millions of dollars worth of retaining work and Oh shit, yeah. Strengthen it all up. You, well, know, you can't so. just can't just fill the crack, mate. It's not gonna happen like that. No, well, that's what they're trying to do at the moment. They're actually drilling down, I think, and putting at night and putting concrete down into the ground to mm. try and strengthen it up and stabilize it all for now. So far out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have been watching the weather up there, man. It's been absolutely terrible. My wife and I actually have been watching it pretty closely on the news and we were just said to each other, I don't fucking miss that. <laughs> no. <Nah, laughs> you know, no, this would have to be the worst summer we've had for fucking decades, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it, absolutely, with all the slips and closures, which is a, an occurrent thing on the uh, uh, on the peninsula. But, yeah, this sounds pretty bad. I mean, you've had communities cut off for a long time. Like Parmanui was completely cut off, and, yeah, it just, it just looked really bad. Eh? But that's Are the we, thing, like, we don't just miss it because we were living there before, but I, I don't miss it because whenever we had bad weather like that, it would just mean a fucking long day on the radio for me and I'd just be pooped, you know. Yeah, yeah, keeping everyone informed. and Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, we had that massive storm up here in 2018. You would have been here then. Oh, that's when it wiped out the Thames Coast Road, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the big storm surge took the whole road out. Yeah, because it was, was incredible, that. king tide at the same time because it was a super moon. Yeah, yeah yep. it was insane. Still yeah, seeing mate. damage from that. No such thing as global warming. No, no, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, mate. So you're you're out for all the tournaments. You got no. Oh, I'm just thinking about some other time during the winter. Come on, yeah. we'll just do a few days of the muscle farm. Yeah, well, I think I'm in negative leave now. I got a call from my boss like three days ago, which was unexpected, and he said, oh, "I'm just been looking at your leave numbers, and uh, it looks like you haven't got enough." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So apparently, I've gone into negative leave now. But it did was you like, take leave, or did they force you to take leave? It, it's it is forced leave in a way. You, you have a leave number, but yeah. apparently, I didn't have enough leave to. Um, to cover the two sets that I've just had off, but I didn't know that, and they said they'd make it work before I went away on leave. So I don't know. And they didn't. <laughs> Apparently not. But anyway, I've taken my two my two sets leave, and you know I've had a good time, and you know, yep. in a way, not looking forward to going back. But you know, we'll get back into it eventually. Yep, you do, mate. I wasn't looking forward to going back to work, but I've been back for over a week now, and I'm sort of settling back in and. It's always a bit get tough. On with it, eh? Always a bit tough. Get on with it. Yeah. That is pretty much all I've got for today. And as we were just talking about the supermoon and how we had that in 2018, and it just led to these massive storm tide surges. And I'll leave you with this thought for the day, right? The reason why dogs howl at the moon is because it's the one ball they can't fetch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> too true, too true. It's been a bloody good chat, mate. I've enjoyed it uh, this week. Not that I haven't enjoyed it previously, but just saying it's, it's been, a, been a good end to the day anyway. So uh, mm. I'll let you go. Catch up with your whanau, yep. and uh, we'll catch you next time, mate. Okay, I'll go and see the missus. Enjoy your night, and I'll catch you next time. Okay, catch up. See ya. See ya. Trading